It's now time for Race Chat Live with Chris Creighton and Craig Moore. All right, race fans, race fans, how the hell are you? It's Race Chat Live. We got Chris Creighton, Craig Moore, and Taylor the Tasmanian Devil. Looking forward to a great show here tonight. Of course, we got all the little sound effects. We're gonna blow it up tonight. He's like a kid. You can still the 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 bomb going off, man. I tell you what, uh, what a weekend. And we just we just found out somebody didn't watch Sonoma. Let's play. Let's play. Who really didn't watch Sonoma this weekend? <laughs> but we do understand some. Sometimes there are other obligations, uh, and we we get to catch up more than anything. So. Uh, I'll be your mayo and mustard, and we'll get you, uh, yeah, some ketchup there. Uh, so glad to have y'all. Without further ado, Craig Moore, who didn't watch the race this weekend, and uh, uh, Tasmanian Devil, Taz Taylor. Hello. Bring y'all in. How are you doing? My well, name's. Uh, Oh, wait. Chris, you got me. Hold on. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, y'all follow up. Come on. All right. So, uh, it was Road America, or not Road America. Sorry, Miss Lee. Uh, that was Mid-Ohio. Uh, I don't know where we messed up on that one. Probably me, no anyone. But, uh, I didn't get to watch the Xfinity race due to, uh, me working at Dodge City for our racing or whatever. But, we are ready to go with the road course racing. I don't know much of the Xfinity. I didn't. Uh, I do know. However, I had to look at the results. I, Chris, I proved you wrong. I had the winning pick for this weekend in the Xfinity race. AJ Allmendinger got the job done. Yes, yes, he did. He did, and Austin Cindric was, uh, you know, he was a late, he was a threat all the way to the late end of the race, and unfortunately, he got, uh, he got pushed out of the way or shoved out of the way. It was, it was really a lot of action this weekend in both series. Uh, a lot of, a lot of pushing and shoving. We actually had some wrecks. We had some cautions. Uh, we don't have very many cautions anymore. But this, uh, this road course racing was, uh, you know, guys were up on the wheel. And uh, we had a lot of uh, a lot of action all throughout the racetrack. Yeah, uh, so no, I didn't get to watch the highlights for the Xfinity, but I know Sonoma was pretty pretty eventful start to finish, and it's that's kind of unlikely. I I believe, in my opinion, um, with I thought Sonoma in my opinion, usually doesn't really put on much of entertaining races. You usually have, like, a couple guys battled out in the front for, like, the first few laps, and then everything settles out for the rest of the race. 
And of course, if a caution came out or if a stage ended, and when we w- go back to a restart, it would just kind of heat things up for, like I said, a few laps, and then it just kind of be a snooze fest. So normal was actually pretty eventful start to finish. Yeah, we had long green flag runs, but what made it eventful was that you had to play the, it was the cat and mouse game between Truex and Larson for so long until Elliott started, you know, coming into the picture. So it was, so in, in my opinion, and I said this in our 110 uh, group chat yesterday that with those three, if Chase Elliott can consistently run up front more and contend for wins, I think we could be looking at our big three for the season, Truex, Larson, and Elliott. Oh, my right gosh. Now. Are we already? I mean, it's, it's, we're, we're a third of the way into the season, and, and we, wanna, we already want to crown Hendrick. It has nothing to do with the subject, Pat. The subject has to be covered. But it just pisses me off because I know that, that the Chevys are getting away with something and uh, Ford's done been penalized, Toyota's done been penalized, NASCAR, we've seen a one-two finish by, by Hendrick Motorsports for the last four races. Come on. Come on, NASCAR. Let's do something. Tad, go ahead. Well, you can see that. This point has to be but argued, I, so go ahead. You can see that, but... I think Ford is just slacking. I mean, you no, have I mean, ten right. seasons. Okay. Yeah. Ford is slacking, and Toyota Toyota is basically Joe Gibbs. So it's Gibbs against Chevy at this rate, and the, right now the only Chevy team performing is Hendrick. So that's all it boils down to. Ford is slacking. SHR, they're out in left field, I, I guess, playing Fordley links, or I don't know what they're doing out there. Team Penske is the strongest organization as a whole. Yeah, they have three wins, but they haven't really been the talk of the town week in, week out. Well, like we have been the and all three wins years. are all three wins of those are at, at basically flip the coin type racetracks as well. Especially Keselowski at Talladega. I mean, you know, just point out the obvious here. I think Ryan well, Blaney's was uh, where, where was Ryan Blaney's win at? Well, Blaney was Atlanta where Larson dominated the race and he just came back to yeah. to basically silence Larson. But Logano was the dirt track, which nobody expected Logano out of all the dirt ringers that were in the field. And then Keselowski, you, yeah, you could sit, tell Diggs was basically flipping the coin track and whatnot, but at the same time, Kislowski's been a top guy at Talladega. He's got the magic over there. He plays, he shows up to Talladega playing a chess game where everyone else is playing checkers. Yeah, and and that's Brad Kislowski. He's really good at the plate tracks. Most of the time he gets wrecked out because of somebody else, and, you know, he's not really, well, a few, he's called quite a few blockers out. Uh, Just a quick Sports said that he wants to see a boxing match between Larson and Chase Elliott. And, you know, I want to see that, too, because what's going to happen when you have two pit bulls in the same cage? What's going to happen? Because if you win, you become a pit bull, Taz Taylor. Where's Craig Moore at? Where's Craig? When you, when you become you know, successful, you become a pit bull. 
Huh? Do well, you here's, know, here's Mr. the thing. Mr. DJ, when you see Go a ahead, Mr. Craig. DJ, are y'all really friends or are y'all two pit bulls snarling at each other? No, we're, ahead, we're if if it's me and another if it's me and another DJ, we are pit bulls snarling at each other. Yes, we want both to be successful, but we want to be more successful than the other one. As far as Ford goes, talk of the wall. Ford better figure out what their problem is. I, I seen in the thread, I think it was yesterday, that uh, SHR is in a building here. Well, they better get building quick. We just have to figure that one out. Yeah, I know somebody. I don't remember who posted it, but I think I think that um, they better hurry up and build. They better, you know what? They probably should call Bob the Builder, because if he can't fix it, no one can. I just dated myself, but anyway. Yes, he can. I want to get you caught up on the race quick, Craig. I got to okay. get you caught up on the race real quick, okay? Now, give me just a second. Just a second. Hold on. I got a little skit to play. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Uh-oh. No. No. I hate oh, technology. I swear, just when you think you got it. All right, well. All right. All right, so but did Larson dominate? Now. Larson didn't re- – Larson, after the first stage, was basically the class of the field. The first stage so, was – I didn't – he wasn't – I mean, he was running up front in the first part – in the first stage, but he wasn't, like, the guy to that you would just say, he's your winner right there. Once stage two came in – Larson was the guy you were looking at. Yeah, you had Truex and Elliott running up there. Larson is breathing Once Larson Elliot. came in. What the heck was that? <laughs> but go ahead and finish your points there, Tad. But basically, to help you out, Craig. Basically, I'll help you out, Craig. The first stage, Larson was basically running up front because he started on pole, and then he kind of quietly sat back. Uh, and then stage two came in, and Larson was basically the talk of the town, while Truex was trying to play the mouse game. When do I pick? When do I not? And Chase Elliott came in there late. In stage three, and that was, and basically it was those three trying to play cat and mouse of who's going to finish ahead of who, and Larson showed up to both of them. But a lot of people posted, and I saw it like very early this morning. They were posting it yesterday. They saw glimpses of Johnson versus Gordon and Chase Elliott versus Larson. I don't know if anyone. Yeah, I mean it's going to be that way. Uh, I think, I, you know, it, it was a surprising statistic that uh, after Jeff Gordon won a championship, Dale Earnhardt never won a championship, never won another. When Jimmy Johnson won a championship, Jeff Gordon never won another. That was for quite a few years uh, where Johnson was saying, look, I am the guy. I am Luke Skywalker. You know, I am the guy. Like, uh, Jeff Gordon, you've already had your turn. And Jeff didn't like that a lot. And, uh, 
you know, you look back on it and, you know, he, he cried and pissed and moaned about everything Jeff Gordon did. And, uh, you know, Jimmy kind of silenced Jeff Gordon eventually because, I mean, become a seven-time champion, right? Jeff Gordon only had five or four. Four. I think four, four. right? Yeah, four. Four championships. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. I think, uh, I think that every generation of racers, you're going to have that. You're going to have that rivalry. <laughs> and, you know, Chris, I believe it was you that said about Larson. He won the first one. That that brought him back to the game. The second one was going to uh, help solidify he's there and he's a contender. The third one now has proved that he is formidable competition, and he is definitely a threat. I don't know if Hendrick is back or if every other team, every other organization just sucks ass. That's, we know yeah. that's not true. No, because Gibbs is right there. I mean, Hamlin just can't get the job done, Gibbs. but everyone else in the no. organization has won at least one race. No, if Gibbs was there, it would be half and half. It would be it would be a Hendrick car finishing and a Gibbs car finishing right behind him, but that's not what we're seeing, guys. We're seeing a complete dominance by Hendrick Motorsports. <laughs> just, I mean, four races in a row, guys. Four races in a row. Uh, they, these guys have been uh, once finished. So I mean, it's 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 unreal that uh, that, that that NASCAR would even not realize that hey, somebody's gotten a competitive advantage here. Where is it coming from? It could be the new Chevy Motors. Is this advantage going to last longer than this year? No. Will NASCAR no. do anything about it this year? Probably not. It's going to be up to these guys to catch up and to push the the, the threshold and see what they can get away with. Uh, it's, you know, I'm sure right now there's somebody saying, hey, we need to put this on the race car. This is where we can gain an advantage. Um, yeah. People are just going to have to push the issue. We've got to see. We've got to see the the, the youngest and uh, the birds, uh getting back to the the front stretch or or something's got to give. You got to slow these stretches down. Well, well, I'm I'm starting to think that maybe something to do with the Camaros because you have to think of it this way. Hendrick was <laughs> Hendrick was right there before they changed from the Monte Carlos to the Camaros. When they went to the Camaros, they, were, they like, disappeared out of nowhere. Everyone's like, where did Chevy go? While Ford and Toyota was still doing what they were doing. And then then they cha- and then Chevy changed a little bit in the Camaros. I, I, I believe it was something to do with the nose that kind of helped with the arrow or something. I don't remember exactly. But then they started creeping their way back in. <coughs> and, and now, all of a sudden, they're – they're talking to town, and obviously Hendrick leading the way. And Ford, outside of Penske, maybe front row, depending on the track, Ford's just been quiet. And it's weird to say that because the last couple of years, we're talking about a Ford driver up front, especially SHR. You know, it, it's but, okay. Like, I know that our hero is Kyle Larson. I know he is the hero that's come in, and he's going to save NASCAR, Taz. I know you're talking about Ford. You know, it, 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 it's, it, 
at least Chase Elliott has a villain. At least, at least Chase Elliott can be the villain, right? I mean, so I think if somebody pointed out what's 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 a good what's the race? What how do you have a good race if you don't have a rivalry, right? And so maybe there's a rivalry right here within the own coop uh, of of Chase Elliott and, and Kyle Larson, and and you know, that's something that's definitely not happening in the Ford camp, right? Because th- there's no way Chase Briscoe or Cole Custer or Eric Amarola can anywhere compete with what Kevin Harvick can do. So you know why Kevin Harvick has separated himself so much further from the rest of the field? Because they don't – there's no there's nobody within the organization that can be as competitive as Harvick is right now. So Harvick is overachieving. Well, the, the one, we see what's really going on with this the, these groups of Fords here. And also, you have to understand that it's something that has to do with the Ford camp because Penske is not there. You know, the, I swear some of the best racing we've seen from Fords this year has come from Jack Roush's car, the 17, Chris Busher. Yeah, he's been turning heads lately. I know they had a slow start. And I know Busher was shining at Homestead before whatever happened went wrong on their on that end of that race. But well, Busher better but, hurry up and shine that shit because he's only in 14th. He's in 14th place. Yeah, we can see a win from this guy, though. When you start seeing him knocking on the door like that, Craig, you know what happens, right? We Even with Eric Amarola and his couple of wins that he's had in his career, we've seen that about to happen, right? He started knocking on the door. And Busher's already got a rain-shortened win at Poconos. So uh, it, it would be no surprise that he's actually earned. He was actually, I think, what, a two-time uh, Xfinity champ, guys? Can you check on that? Yeah. Two-time Xfinity champ, I believe, for, with Roush Racing. All right, so here is the point as we go into the All-Star break. Real quick, Denny Hamlin, Denny Hamlin's at 664. Kyle Larson's 47 points out at 617. Chase Elliott is third at 73 out. Byron is 100 out at 564. Joey Logano, 116 out at 548. MTJ is at 527. He's 137 out. Kyle Busch is at 520. He's 144 out. Blaney's 155 out at 509 points. Kevin Harvick, your man, is 181 points out, Mr. Creighton. Brad Keselowski, 473 points. He's 191 out. Alec Bowman, he's 217 out, 447. Austin Dillon, 228 out. He's at 436 for total points. Tyler Reddick in the eight car. He's at 398 points. He's sitting in 13th. Wow. I'm sorry. He's at 398 points, 266 points out. Chris Busher, as I said earlier, in the 17 car is in 14th spot. 273 points, 391 points total. Christopher Bell. Is 360 at uh, 364 points. He's 300 points out or a win. And Michael McDowell, he's 309 points. He's sitting in 16th. He's got 355 points total, but he's got a win. So does Christopher Bell. Bowman's got two wins, so he's a lock. Kislowski's got one win. Blaney's got one win. 
Bush, MTJ's got three. Legato's got one. Byron's got one. <clears throat> Chase has got one. Larson has got three of them, obviously. And good old owner of the 2311 has got zero wins, but is still sitting in first place. Um, so that's your points in the NASCAR uh, Cup Series. Before we went on the air, I read an article. <coughs> Who's on top of the fan vote? I don't know. I will look. I will check, Miss Lee, in a minute. I don't, I believe, they, I don't believe that they give that, do they? They don't give that information. Uh, no, because they, that, give that helps out, they give out. They give out like the top ten usually before yeah. before the All Star. But usually they give Where, that they, out like a few days before the race. I haven't seen any of the voting stuff yet. And just a quick now, note here, guys. Just a quick note. We're we're already at race sixteen of twenty six in the regular season. So to put things in perspective, we have ten races to go before before our 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 uh, playoff. playoff season starts. Wow. So I read an interesting article a little while ago while I was eating dinner, and. It was about Michael Jordan. He attended the race this weekend in Sonoma because he's one of those absentee owners. And uh, No. No, the restrictions have only allowed one owner to be there. Only one only one main person from the team has been allowed to be there. So I'm I, I'm I'm not quick to judge. I'm not quick to judge MJ, but let's get to the article. The article was he is eating his words essentially because of the performance of Bubba Wallace. He said at the Daytona that he expected them to have a few more wins. <laughs> a few wins by the end of the season. He is, I'm looking for the article, but that is uh, no longer the case. They faltered out at Sonoma, which was pretty disheartening with a flat, I believe it was a flat tire at the end of stage two. Um, you know, I, I just, I don't know, maybe he didn't have his, his reading glasses on when he was looking at Bubba Wallace's stats. Oh, no, he did. He's seen the money that Bubba Wallace could bring, not the, not anything else he could bring. Uh, we, so, we know how many championships has the uh, Charlotte Hornets uh, won since he's been the owner? Oh, that's right, zero. And how many first round draft picks has uh he had well up until now I think he's got a good good player now. Oh yes, LaMelo Ball. He took a risk, big risk on that. I couldn't believe Michael Jordan did that. Uh because he's normally, you know, trying to overthink himself and he actually got a got a great pick with that young kid there. Uh but so scouting talent, we know what this was about. So Michael Jordan can come up there and he can harp all he wants to, Craig. But you and I both know this is about money. This was a perfect time to bring in, uh, you know, obviously he wanted an endeavor to, to get into NASCAR, and there was a, it was a right time because of a whole lot of money being put on the table. So you're spending, you're spending Bubba Wallace's money to kind of build this empire. You knew he wasn't going to come in and win races off the bat. And if you did, if you really thought that, well, once again, Michael Jordan's not very good at evaluating talent. Mr. CJ Sports, uh, thank you for listening. If you dropped out there, man. Maybe we'll catch us on the podcast here. 
Uh, but anyway, go ahead, Craig. No, I just, you know, I, I love the fact that MJ, and I said it, he, he was only worried about bringing money to the team, which is, you know, smart. But he's eating his words, and I think it's, yeah, Miss Lee brings up a valid point. Maybe, uh, maybe Jordan thinks that Kurt will be a good coach for Bubba if Bubba's willing to listen. Right. You know, you can only be a good student if you shut your mouth and open your ears. And, Ooh. you know, you take it, you know, you take it from, if, if you're, if you, you know, I've been in sales a long time, and the number one rule in sales is shut your mouth and open your ears. The person will tell you what you need to know in the first five minutes. Same thing, thing for anything in life. You know, if I was willing to listen to somebody, because how much really is is Denny willing to teach Bubba with Denny being an active driver? It, it's, the teachers, the student is only as good as the teacher lets him be. Right. So Denny's not going to give away a whole lot of his secrets because he's fighting for a championship. You know, He's got to, as, as Paz brought up a couple minutes ago, um, there's five playoff spots left right now, 11 drivers with wins, leaving five spots open. Hamlin can lock without a win if he stays atop the point standing. I tell you what, Larson wins one more time, and he'll be atop the point standing. Yeah. Well, and to further what you your point with Bubba Wallace, Craig, I think Michael Jordan is short selling this because, to be honest with you, uh, you don't want to make the sponsors think that you're not getting your money's worth out of it. And so Michael Jordan, you know, it, along with trying to bring in Kurt Busch, who would be a great mentor for Bubba Wallace, but like you said, uh, you know, you can't really get a good connect. Well, you, you say Denny Hamlin's racing, and he's got his own shop to be at, so he's probably not much at the other shop. Kurt Busch may be there, but a champion, does Kurt really want to take the time to help groom Bubba Wallace, who we all know deep down inside Bubba Wallace is pretty pretty arrogant. And uh, you know, he's uh he's he's within his own circle. Um Taz. Well yeah, he is. He uh oh. you know, his his arrogance shined through <laughs> a couple weeks back when he refused to do the interview with Jeff Gordon on Pitt Road. Because Excuse me, because he was getting ready to race. You know, it just showed how ignorant that he is. So, to you, to also, further your point, he, he also uh, didn't interview the one accident he was in. Uh, that then he just walked off. Had his crew chief do it though. That was lame. Well, you know, they'll get on Kyle Busch for doing that. But heaven forbid they get on Bubba because, you know, it could be all bad for the PR department. That's that's at least my thought. I well, think one thing Bubba about Kyle Busch that I'll say he's never bad for the PR department for NASCAR. And without him being relevant in a lot of these races, I feel like there's got to be some buildup between rivalries. And uh, I, I, even if we have to push this Kyle Larson versus Chase Elliott, 
um, and, and push it as hard as we can. I think that's where the interest in the sport is. Well, like we said earlier, every good sport, every sport needs a good rivalry. Uh, back in the '90s, it was it was Earnhardt and Gordon. You know, it was Earnhardt and Gordon, and what did they go on to do? They, they ended up forming Action Motorsports, which made them a boatload of money. It was Action Apparel, was it not? I think that's what it was, uh, and it made them and it made them a boatload of money. So. Uh, yeah, this could be a uh, <clears throat> this could be um, very uh, lucrative for both of them. You know, a good a good rivalry. I'm watching the uh, replay on NASCAR.com as we're as we're talking, and you know, Ricky Stenhouse didn't 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 disappoint. Uh, you know, Miss you know, Lee, thank you for saying that. I appreciate it. I agree. Oh, That's what I said earlier. NASCAR is mean, not going to penalize Bubba because that would be deemed as racist. And heaven forbid, we want that to happen. And wait a minute. Didn't I say this when Bubba, like the show right after... Uh, when Bubba denied the second interview when his crew chief did it for him, didn't I say that because if Kyle Bush did it, he gets fined, so he just shows up so he doesn't get fined, but if Bubba doesn't do it, it's okay? Huh? Right, exactly. Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's okay for it's okay for one, but it's not okay for the other. Well, you know, that's that's not that's not uh, that's not cool at all. Hey, no. coming up in a couple of minutes, we got the one and only Luke Krakowski. He's going to be joining us because, well, it was He's opening weekend. It was opening weekend. All right, cool. It was opening weekend for uh, Lower Tire Predator Group. And uh, Luke, where you at, brother? What up? What's happening? First off. Uh, Congratulations yes, on a win for Rakowski Family Racing. Mm. One of your little hot rods brought it home, and uh, well, so that you. was a good run for, for that was a good run for you guys. But tell us about the weekend in general. How did it shape out? Was it what you thought? Um, everything go as planned. What did you learn from opening weekend going forward? Not only as a team owner, but as a as a promoter itself? Um, well, I'll, I'll touch on the promoter side because that's where, that's what I want to talk about. So, um, no, it was, uh, if I said everything went as planned, I would um, then probably wake up and go, well, that was a dream. Um, so, <laughs> um, no, it was, um, overall, um, I'm, I'm happy with, with how the, the first, uh, our first week, uh, you know, opening weekend when our first race of the season, um, you know, there's some hiccups, there's some learning experiences. I have a, a, um, you know, a better idea of what I want to do this Saturday um, as far as, you know, streamlining, streamlining things and making things, uh, you know, just flow better and, you know, better communication and, and, you know, making it a better experience for, uh, you know, for the racers and teams. And, you know, we had a, a fair amount of people, 
of spectators too. So I'm really happy about that. So, um, you know, just, I, I just, I learned a lot on, on how to put together. I'm going to, it'll be better going forward. Just put a better show on and, but it's, it's challenging, you know, trying to, uh, to, to do wear the promoter hat and have four kids racing at the same time. So, <laughs> um, uh, if I had hair, it would have, it would have all turned gray, I think on Saturday, but, um, it's all good. I think it would have ripped out of your head before it turned gray. <laughs> no, um, it, it was, it was, it was good. It, it was, it was good. The racing was good. Um, I, I get a kick out of, um, out of our five to nine year old class. We'll have another kid in that class, uh, um, Saturday is the plan, uh, with, with tears and JL and they just did phenomenal. So that was good. That was really good racing to watch the, our adult, you know, more tire predator cart class was, uh, was, um, was, it was a good show. I mean, I mean, James, James came out of the gate swinging and he really, he really was the class of the field. And it was kind of like Stuart Friesen coming to Fonda who's racing for second. So, um, <laughs> uh, you know, but the racing, you know, behind him was good. And, you know, we had the mower modified and they haven't been out. Uh, it's been a while since they come out and played and, and they had some good racing too. So, um, I, you know, I really, I, I don't, I can't complain about how things turned out. I, I'm my own worst critic. So any complaints will be on how I handled things or things I should have done differently. But a lot of that is you don't know until you are, you're in the moment. And, and like I said, I learned a lot about moving forward into this Saturday and for the rest of the season, how to, how to just improve on, on how we run our, our, our race day. What? Well, that's, that's awesome. Um, I'm glad that you guys had a good turnout for uh, for opening weekend. I am going to try to get there Saturday after my event to at least pop in, say hello, watch a little bit. <clears throat> but um, what uh, what's on tap for this weekend? Um, we have um, double features. One of them is a makeup race from when our we were supposed to open. Um, and with, uh, this week scheduled. So it's kind of a, with the rain outs and, and the weather we've been having, we kind of had to jumble some things around, but, you know, we're going to make it work because, you know, frankly, we don't have a choice. So, and, you know, and, and that is a testament to, I can't thank, uh, Paul Montanero down at Dodge city who, who promotes down there and runs that track for, for allowing us to come down and giving us the opportunity to do this. He's, I mean, positively one of the easiest guys you'll ever, ever want to deal with. You know, I just, he's all, you know, yesterday I was like, well, you know, we were talking and it's always, well, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? And I'm just like, you know, it's, it's, it's phenomenal to be able to have that, um, you know, with the communication that we have and the flexibility he's, he's given us. And, you know, he's really determined to get it, to get it going for us and to, you know, give us a place where we can, where we can get a foundation built and, and do what we need to do and have the flexibility to grow what we're going to do down there. And I, and so in order to be able to pull this weekend off double features coming up this, this weekend and um, you know, the, the, the whole entire rest of the season, which we have a, a really good schedule, you know, it's, it's the guys that and the staff that, that I have working, you know, for me and under me, I can't say under me, we all work together. And then, you know, Paul down there, it's, it's, it's great. 
it's it's really good. I'm I'm uh, I'm really excited for this weekend. Like I said, double features, and then moving forward for the rest of the season. It's really exciting. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, sponsorship for this weekend. Who's the uh, what's going on with that? Who's the title sponsor for this weekend? Do you have multiple title sponsors? Um, I do not have a title sponsor for this weekend yet. Um, okay. I do have um, Phoenix Rising Holsteins come on board. Um, they are helping out with the Memorial Race, sponsoring some laps there. And uh, um, they put up 25 bucks, and that's going to go to um, – I'm going to do things a little differently. I'm going to take the best average finish – out of the the modified class this week, we'll get to 25 bucks there. So you may not you may have the best average finish between the two features. You may not you know you may not win each of them, but you may get the best average finish and then you'll get the money. So um, just a little little do something a little different. So nice, that's awesome. And keep them keep them on their toes, make them work for it. Well, I like. I like you know, that. I, yeah, I, I, it just, it's just different, and I really, I, you know, and, and again, I'm gonna go off on a, on a, on a, on a little thing here. I just can't. There's been so many people who have stepped up to help out, you know, with, um, with their time, and you know, we have sponsors coming on board, and they do it. They, I just, it's unbelievable the amount of support that's going towards this deal. It's like every week someone's like, hey, I want to help. Hey, I want to help. What do you need? You know, I got like 20 bucks, I had 25 bucks. And it's just amazing to see that and to have that come in. And it's, it's really, it's, it's, um, it really touches my heart, you know, because there's, there's, there's racers and, and families that come out and they, they invest their time and their money into doing this. And, you know, to be able to, to give them something back, which I'm a big believer in, you know, give the racers, you know, racers back give your staff back and give the racers back and to be able to do that is even if it's just a little something with what we're going here we're just getting going and people are already like on board it just it i can't i'm so thankful for it and i i can't express my my gratitude towards everyone who who chooses to be a part of this i'm just it blows my mind that's yeah that's it's 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 nice to see. I know I did a post about it yesterday. I believe it was yesterday. Um, yes, so if there's anybody listening, and and I'll share that post again tomorrow, uh, if anybody would like to jump on board and, and help Luke out, get a hold of Luke, get a hold of Taz, and, uh, you know, they'll, they'll gladly take your help, and they'll gladly put it to good use. And... You know, I try to support as much as as much as humanly possible. I'm I'm glad to see that you guys had a successful first week, and you know, yeah, hopefully it continues each and every week. So, you know, I'm I'm proud of the effort of everybody, your you, your staff, uh, all the racers. I mean, it's just awesome to see. I, you know, I'm 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 with you there. I can't, you know, I can't thank you know Taz does a a, a ton for me. Um, you know, graphics work and promoting stuff and, you know, with the video stuff and I, you know, him and his girlfriend are, are you know, huge into this. Um, and, uh, you know, you, you, Craig, you support 
in in a in a ton of ways, and I can't thank you enough too. And you know, we have some awesome. I don't know. I could go on and on about how blessed and thankful I am for all of this. And it just to have what we got going on and we're just starting out and to be able to put together this season that we're putting together and it's going to be great to build on. I'm just, I'm really, I'm really excited. I'm just, I'm really, really, really excited. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I did say in the, the two younger ones were not outside when I was there the other day, when I stopped the other day. But I said if uh, somebody from Rakowski Family Racing went to Winner's, winners uh, Lane, that yep. uh, McDonald's trip was in order. So we ah. will be doing a McDonald's trip. Remember that? Except for you. You were the only one excluded from that. Well, I didn't even make the feature, so I, you know, that's. We <laughs> weren't going to bring that up. myself from it. Well, I, I brought it up because you brought it up. So, um, no, I, no, yeah, JL, JL and Tears are raced in the in the five nine novice, and uh, JL uh, took the win in the first race out. So, but they both drove phenomenally. I mean, JL's seven in her second year, and Tears is five, and that was her first time ever on a real racetrack racing with someone else, and. Um, I think she had to – I asked Taz. I think she had the save of the night in the second heat there. Am I wrong, Taz, if I had a two? Yeah, she – for anyone that can picture Dodge City, um, obviously when the video gets all pieced together and whatnot, it'll be out and you'll understand what we mean after this. But here's uh, – I, I want to say it was the second heat, but I could be wrong. But she yeah. – in turns one and two, it got to be very loose if you got out of the the two main groups for the most part. And she got into the loose stuff. And let me tell you what she did of how to save that in, in turn two and the loose stuff amazed me because you don't, you don't really see that out of a five-year-old, especially when it's her first time racing on a real track. No. It blew, no. It blew my mind. And, and when she made that save, everyone in the crowd, was, regardless if you were a driver or a pit crew member or even a spectator, it there was a reaction. And I heard it from the flag saying, I have a headset on. So I can't hear much of anything with the headset on. And to hear a crowd noise when she did that, that you you know there's a, she's got a bright future ahead. <laughs> yeah, I'll oh, just uh, I'll I'll Craig, I'll just I'll just explain it like real quick. She come at it too, and it was the track was slick. Uh, you know, we laid some probably laid some water down, and uh, and it was a little greasy. And she come at it too, and she was on the gas. And I tell you what, that back end tried really. I mean, she was up a little like middle of the top side of the turn. That back end tried to come around and start going where the front end was, and she came down the track, nearly spun out, came down the track into the infield, like just, you know, a cart within the infield, turned to the right, hammered the gas right back on the track and never missed a beat. It was unbelievable. <laughs> that is awesome. That is awesome. Well, you know, and a lot of it, and I'm not going to keep you too long, but a lot of it has to do with her, her ability starts at the house because you have a track at the house. So she understands and that's where she gets the practice. So, well, a lot of that is, you know, 
you know, I, I, you're, I, I'll, ta- I'll take that as, as um, I, I will agree with you. Um, you know, I knew we, she was going to race this year. Um, that was the plan. And so last year I got her a kid cart and she drove around the track here, um, you know, all summer. She raced on the track here at the house, even if no, I just had her turn laps. Um, you know, before, before Kuroga opened and stuff, we raced that up here every weekend. We ran the kids up here every weekend. We ran so much here at the house that the kids wore their motors out that they were supposed to race with last year. So, um, yeah, so I, it's nice to see that it, it, it panned out and it, it worked out, um, as I, as I, as I kind of envisioned it in my head. Um, so thankful to have the opportunity to do that too. Yeah, and that's and and that's a big thing. They get they get the practice that they need to be, you know, top notch, and that's you know that's very important. Um, but what I, else you got going I, on this year, Luke? That maybe oh my goodness, since the last time. Um, other than the uh, what was the last time we had the uh, we didn't talk we didn't have the memorial race last time, did we? That's no, a, we did a relatively new thing. So September fourth. Uh, Boy, I hope I have my date right. I'm the promoter. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I got Taz to back me up. Um, we got the uh, the second annual um, Ron Bachman Memorial. Uh, he was a lawnmower racer in the area here that um, that was one of the like you know founding members of the sport in the area raced for many, 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 many years, raced his son races. I raced against him. And a few years ago, he, he had a, uh, um, a heart attack and passed away suddenly. So we, uh, uh, we had the first, um, memorial race 2019. And then of course, 2020 happened and, uh, uh we were not able to do it that year, but now we're back here 2021 and we're going to put it on again. So, um, that's a, that's a pretty big deal. Um, Taz can, because my mind is pretty much fried right now. So Taz, can you uh, fill in some of the details about that? Because I know that there's been a lot of um, we have a lot of purse money coming in. We got lap sponsors coming in, um, and uh, it's it's getting it's getting pretty wild. So Taz, can you help me out just uh, just a little bit? <laughs> yeah. So on September fourth. Um, we will have the second ever Ron Bachman Memorial Race where the mower modifieds will have 40 laps in distance um, for their feature. Uh, they'll have their halfway break like we did last time. So instead mm-hmm. of 50 laps last time, we're, we shortened it to 40, but we're, we still will incorporate the halfway break, the refuel, tire change, do whatever they want. Um, obviously, Kind of like the Fonda 200, if y'all know what that is, or the Port Royal 200 from last year. Like, if during the halfway break, if drivers stay on the track to make any little adjustments they can, they keep their position. If they go off the track, we're planning on coming back out and make adjustments. Uh, after they make their adjustments, they have to sacrifice their position and start to sail the field. That pretty much, uh, that kind of thing. Right now, we are looking at, I think it might be up to. 400. I'd last yeah. see is 300. But it might be up to 400 that the Mazda 400. winner. Um, 400 I know somebody now. put up. Yeah, I know somebody put up 
a little bit of money for fourth place, so we don't have a second or yep. third place first at the moment. Um, and then the adult predators uh, will be in action with a 35 lap, straight up 35 laps, $100 to win feature. Uh, that's all thanks to Herrick Racing, our title sponsor for the event. Mm-hmm. Um, they, the purse for the monster at 200 with for Herrick Racing, and then uh, thanks to Chris Bachman and I can't think of her name. I want to say Heidi Carper. Heidi, Heidi, Heidi Carper. Yeah. They were each throwing another 100, so we're up to 400 to win. Now, now my brain's working again. So yeah, so 400 <laughs> to win for the mods, 100 to win for the um, the more tire predator, the adult more tire predators. The novice kids will be in action. Um, uh, TNT is Taz is under TNT Designs or TNT Motorsports Network. Design. For the hard charger. Design. TNT Designs has put up $61 for each class, right, for hard charger, for the adult, more time, uh, and the, the modified. Not no, the no, but for the for the adult and the, and the modified. Yes. Right. So, I mean, you know, we had we have lap sponsorships available. Um, we have quite a few, you know, of those filled so far. So, you know, we're looking at, you know, pretty substantial um, – you know, purse money coming in, and it. My goal is to get it. My 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 goal is to um. Is to. Is to, I want I want to pay out around two grand between the two classes. Um, Kaz, well, how much are you sponsoring for Hard Charger? Sixty-one. Sixty-one. Sixty-one a class. Is there a. Is there a. Uh, Reason behind the 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 sixty one is there a is there a special meaning behind the sixty one? Well, this is kind of tie this this kind of ties more into my hand, and um, I know the focus is on Ron, but because I offered to put this uh, prize up, um, I figure put a little bit of my background why sixty one. So. Racing started with me when I was, like, five years old. And, of course, a close family friend, he was racing uh, street stocks and then eventually into sportsman for the longest time. Then he went to CRSA Sprints. And that's where he finished his career. Um, the number he drove for, I would say, 95% of his career was 61. And I saw anytime I race, which is mainly virtually, um, I'll carry the 61 number. So I guess you could say 61's kind of been a special number to me for racing-wise. So that's the reason why 61 has spent the prize money for that. All right. So going on with that story, I started more key music in 2013. So add another 13. Okay, nice. And then maybe we'll uh, see uh, the powers to be here, and we will uh, see what we can do to contribute as far as 110 and Race Chat Live. Perfect. So... But no, I'm excited for your. I'm excited for the season. Like I said, I'm going to try to get there next week. Good and uh, see if I can watch you guys uh, race. I might put you to work, though. Be careful. You might put me to work. 
Yeah, I have a habit of doing that to people. Hey, I need you to do this. I know. Can you do that for me? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny you say that because you didn't have to do that to me. I, I just kind of fell into place. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah, no, he happen. doesn't really have to do that to me. He just has to point. Right. And I will, I will, I will do what I can. Like, he, he pointed to me when I was there Friday. He pointed to, for me to get the heck out of the way. <laughs> and I just moved. Luke's got the Mr. Clean touch. Yes, he does. Just, yes, he does. Yeah, I, I do shave my head in the summer. Anyway, um, <laughs> about 10 of 9, I'll let you guys wrap up. Like, we could goof off and talk on, but I uh, um, I just appreciate you guys having me on to talk about this. It's uh, it's pretty pretty wild you know, what's, what's going on and, and how we're starting out and what I think the future is. Um, I, uh, my goal is to make the class with the more tire carts, um, the class, I mean, with, with the, you know, with its subset of classes is I want it to be, you know, one of the premier things that people want to race around here. And that's my goal. And that's, um, think there's a lot going for it and um and uh it's not it's it's not a it's not a it's not a carnival attraction class i'm just going to tell you right now some serious racing guys put some serious effort into coming out here and um and it's not uh it's it's not you know it's not something i don't it's not going to be viewed as an afterthought to any other class in the area um, give me time i'm going to tell you right now so that's my goal thanks for having me on. well you're very welcome you're very welcome and thanks for joining <laughs> us and, and and talking with us and congratulate the kids for me too on a, on a i will great oh, first that's, week that's what i need to say is um is is jl is um you know my daughter does fly under the banner for rakowski family racing but um you know, she's driving for James Carroll's team there, uh, Plan B and C racing. And, you know, they gave her such a great opportunity um, this season. You know, they approached me last year and said, hey, we want we want her to drive a cart for us. And so they, you know, they handle that whole deal. They, they field the cart for her and everything. She just shows up with her gear and drives. And so without, without them, you know, she, well, she'd be on the track. But, you know, it would be, you know, it would you know, I'd be doing it like I do for the other three kids, but I can't thank them enough for giving her the opportunity to do that. And, um, and she, she is, loves it and then can't wait to, to, uh, to get back out there. In fact, and I'll end with this because kids are the future of the sport. And this is so nice to hear. Um, I told her that we're going to race this weekend and then we're back to our schedule. So we have an off week. And she got all frustrated at me, and she goes, Dad? I go, what? She goes, I don't want to have an off week. <laughs> That's awesome. I want to race That's again. Awesome. So, you know, it's that's what it's all about. I can go out there and turn some laps, but it's about the kids, and and they're the, they're the future of, of anything, the future of our country, the future of the sport, the future of, you know, town, whatever, whatever it is. The, the children are the future, so – that's what we're going to do this for. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Luke, I want to thank you again for joining us. I uh, I look forward to hearing more about great things happening for you guys over there at Dodge City. Thank you. 
and uh, we'll be paying attention. I'm old, well, thank but you. I still can pay attention. Appreciate you guys for having me on. As always, it's always fun and still, still very humbling. I still can't believe I get to do this. So thanks again, guys. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. All right, that was Luke Krakowski. Krakowski Family Racing, the Mower Tire Predator Group. Uh, they race at Dodge City Speedway. They'll be back this Saturday in action, and then they go back to their regular schedule um, in two weeks. So if you've not checked it out and you're in the 518 area, take the ride over to Dodge City Speedway in House Cave and uh, watch them go watch watch them go round and round in their little hot rod machines and those things are powerful if you don't believe me go check it out uh i think hot laps start at four o'clock and then everything else takes place after that why don't we take a quick commercial break uh we'll regroup come back at and we will have local racing updates from uh fonda and then the Southerners are going to take over for a little while from nine, about 9.15 to 9.30 with the uh, racing report from down south. We'll be back. You're listening to Race Chat Live. Are you ready? Your wedding day. A day that you've envisioned in your mind since you were a child. And now that it's becoming a reality, don't risk your once-in-a-lifetime event to a once-in-a-while amateur you found on Craigslist. The entertainment you choose for your special day can either make or break your celebration. You can never redo your wedding. But you can avoid a costly mistake by hiring a true professional. We make every wedding unforgettable. When what you need is more than music, what you want is more to music. That's M-O-O-R-E to M-U-S-I-C. More to music. Find more to music on Facebook. M-O-O-R-E to M-U-S-I-C. Also, moretomusic.com. More to music. More to music specializes in weddings, anniversaries, parties of all kinds. Including the one in your backyard where you want some karaoke for all your friends? More to music. Owner operator Craig Moore can be found on Facebook right now. More to music. M O O R E, the number two, M U S I C. More to music. More to music. By the way, it's never too early to plan your event. Plus, check out moretomusic.com. Find out how you could win $500 in karaoke idol. Moretomusic.com. More to music. All of Craig Moore's services offered are available on his webpage, moretomusic.com. M-O-O-R-E, the number two, M-U-S-I-C.com. Moretomusic.com. When what you want is more than music, what you need is more to music. Moretomusic.com. All right, we are back on Race Chat Live. It is time for the Northeast Race Report has. It's all yours, my man. Take it away. All right, well, we're going to kick things off with the big old short track super series action uh, that would have happened on Sunday right before last week's episode of Race Channel Live. Unfortunately, due to Mother Nature, they got pushed back to Tuesday after Race Channel Live. So that kind of fell down the way because we got a highlight reel this week. 
So, last week was the North Region for the Short Track Super Series. Uh, I believe it's round two or three. I don't remember exactly. Don't quote me on it. Um, but they're at Penn Can Speedway for the Clash of the Can. 43 cars entered the event. I believe 26 or somewhere between 26 and 28 cars made the uh, feature event. And the highlight reel is green with Billy Decker and Stuart Friesen, the defending race winner, lead them down into turns one and two. Friesen on the outside takes over the race lead. Here's a three wide with Darwin Green, Mike Mahaney, and another car further on back. Everyone charging down the back straightaway into turns three and four, first time. And Stuart Friesen will leave lap number one, while Billy Decker right there for spot number two, Petrolex, sits in third, with being challenged by Darwin Green, who sits in the fourth spot right now. They head into turn number three. Here comes Superman Matt Shepard on the charge. He's on the bottom. And hang on, we got a tangle. And we got J.R. Hurlburt and another car around. So that'll bring him back to the restart of the green. Stuart Friesen on the outside. Charges into turns one and two with the race lead. Billy Decker in spot number two. But Shepard works his way off that restart. He's in the, the third spot now. Two laps have been complete. Further on back is Mike Mahaney trying to charge up through the field, but here comes Shepard going to try to run down the 91 of the Franklin Flyer, Billy Decker, to the inside in turn number two. Decker holds him off on the outside for, and keep the second spot with three laps complete. Will now make it four as Stuart Friesen crosses the line. Shepard on the bottom in turn number four, side by side of the line, give the spot Decker at the line by a nose. Shepard sticks a good run off turn number two. He's got Second by half a car going into turn number three. And your new second place runner for good this time is Superman Matt Shepard putting Billy Decker back to third. Shepard now going to run down the 44 Stuart Friesen as we move forward to eight laps complete. Everyone's still trying to shuffle around for positions and working it through. Shepard is now caught up to Stuart Friesen going into turn number three. Shepard going to go to the outside. Stuart Friesen down low. And Shepard leads lap number nine. With nine laps complete here by a nose, and he is gone. CEO later says Superman with nine laps complete off turn number two. Here comes the 44. Stuart Friesen going to try to hold off the 63. It looks like Brian Swarthout, I believe. And Swarthout's going to have to settle for third as Friesen holds him off. Friesen takes a look to the inside and turns one and two from Matt Shepard. Shepard holds him off off the second corner. And here comes Mikey Guler. He's looking for third in turn number three from the fourth spot. And he has to fall back with four laps to go as we move forward in the highlight reel. He's trying to battle Mike Mahaney. This is for spots four and five. Bacchetti looking from spot number six in the Garrity Asphalt reclaiming car number four. Guler to the inside. Mahaney on the outside. With three laps to go, we'll now look at the parallel six. Two to go for Superman Matt Shepard while Stuart Friesen. Holds on to second, swerved out for third. Down in his back straightaway as Bacchetti now gets fifth from Mahaney. He's not going to challenge Guler. Contact off corner number two. That'll send Bacchetti back to spot number five. Mahaney's going to challenge from the sixth position. White flag this time. Superman Matt Shepard. He's going to look to take the win here in turn three and four. Final time, Superman Matt Shepard wins the North Region race at Pencan Speedway, followed by Stuart Friesen and Brian Swarthout, the podium finishers. Over on the Fonda Speedway side of things, don't guess too far of who the winner was in that one. It was Mr. Free Stuart Friesen at 
he led all the laps but four in the modified feature. And then over at Utica Rome Speedway, it was the Flying Squirrel, Rocky Warner, picking up win number one of the season. And he held off Matt Shepard and Stuart Friesen to round out the podium over there. And earlier, as mentioned, with the Mower Tire Group at Dodge City Speedway, it was J.L. Rakowski picking up the 5-9 novice win over Tirza Rakowski. Then we have the adult Predator feature finish that went to James Carroll in the 55. Uh, Plan B and C Racing picked up a 1-2 finish in that class as Tanner Bean finished in second. Ava Rakowski in the Rakowski Family Racing 9R finished in third. Fourth was Aaron, who pulled off a little late into the race in the 33 AR. And then Terry Carroll rounded up the field that took the green, while Luke Rakowski mentioned earlier uh, took a couple hot laps and never came back out. Um, I believe it was a mechanical thing going on, but. And then the more modified, we have four show up, but we have potential to rise count in all three classes uh, starting this Saturday. The more modified win over Harry Bull, Larry Breckenridge, and Scott Sitterly. Scott Sitterly did not take the green, however, but all in all, great racing this weekend. Um, Dodge City Speedway back in action for the Motor Tire Group this Saturday, double features. And to be precise on time-wise, gates open at 3 with hot laps at 4. If times change, then that'll be edited out, and we'll get that out publicly as soon as possible. However, I will not be there due to a special vacation, but we'll touch on that uh, later on in the show. All right. Well, thank you for that, Kaz. Anything? uh, Yeah, you're going on a special vacation. I'm kind of jealous, but that's okay. I will be interested to hear about your experience. Uh, I'll be interested to hear about your experience at your for your trip next week. That's a little hint. Your... That's a little hint if anyone couldn't figure that out. <laughs> well, you know, you gotta give people some hints. Some, <laughs> people, are some people are smart. Some people it takes a while. So I don't know if Chris if, if the guys are ready to come on from down south. I don't know if Chris is still eating his chicken Alfredo. Uh, I have not. Uh, Put it on your own. I have not seen him. We got Chris. Chris. Yes, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Uh, and our, uh, I believe, Southern Dirt Track Report uh, is here as well, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. I believe it's Jared. Jared Hudson, is this you? The party. Yeah, not. Uh, can you hear me? Can you yes, hear me? sir. We can hear you. Oh, sweet, sweet, sweet. 
How y'all doing this afternoon? Oh, okay, Artie. Doing good, man. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Um, not much racing this past weekend with all the rain we had. Everybody canceled last weekend, just about. Um, Jackson was the only track that ran. Um, and, and other than that, it was a pretty, pretty rough weekend with the weather. Yeah, it put a damper on a lot of people. Uh, the uh, sprint car race was uh, canceled down at Hattiesburg Speedway, but there's big news on that, Artie. If, uh, if we don't have much to bring on about last week, let's uh, let's get a preview of what's going on this week because that's, uh, I believe, some factory stock pure street racing down on the coast and some sprint car racing uh, going on at uh, Hattiesburg Speedway. Tell us what all is going on this weekend, Artie. Uh, this week is going to be action-packed all the way around. Um, Baton Rouge is uh, going to be running a huge race. They're going back to Friday starting this week, and um, they haven't been Friday for about six years, but they pretty much always was a Friday night track. They're going to um, – they got ran out last week, but they're coming, and they have a huge race, late, super late model, 1,000 to win, limited modified, 1,000 to win. Rookie Limited modified 500 to win. Crate Racing USA Street Stock, 1,000 to win. Pure Stocks, 1,000 to win. And Stingers, 500 to win. Um, it's going to be a great Friday night getting it cranked back up here at Baton Rouge. Hattiesburg um, Speedway this Friday night, canceled last Friday. They are coming this Friday night, Action Pack Week at Hattiesburg Speedway. The Hub City, City Havoc. Friday, June the 11th, gates open at 5, racing starts at 8, and the USCS Wings Outlaw Sprint Cars live at Hattiesburg Speedway this Friday night coming up. Yeah, a lot of action packed. Uh, did did you, uh, well, what, what's going on down at the uh, Outlaw Speedway? Do you have any information on that? Outlaw has a huge race coming up as well. Um, they racing this Saturday. Um, hold on, let me pull it up because I had it all up and then now it's not up. But um, yeah, the Pure Stocks. Um, Shannon Fletcher has won the last two races there, and he is going to be going for win number four in a row. Oh no, he's going for four uh, for three in a row. Um, they got a two thousand to win Pure Factory Stock race. Um, June 12th, that's Saturday night, right there in George County, Mississippi. Gates going to open at 2 o'clock. $50 entry fee for your pure or factory stock. 2000 to win. Um, the payouts are pretty good, too, all the way down. Uh, I know I've seen it earlier. I can't find it now. But um, it's going to be a great night there at Outlaw UA on Saturday night. And then Pike County Speedway, they're back in action. they racing every Saturday night down there at Pike County, and they have um, uh, the pure, they got a big pure stock race coming up, not this weekend, but the following weekend, $2,400 to win. So um, it's going to be it's gonna be a good weekend of racing down here, down south. Um, Pike County, Hattiesburg, Baton Rouge, Thunder Valley will be back in action, as well as Outlaws. So it's going to be a great, great weekend coming up. All right. And uh, I believe uh, Saban, Saban Motor Speedway will host the short – Sabine. Sabine Motor Speedway will host the short track Super Series Cajun region uh, this coming Friday night. 
Now, there's also uh, there's a triple threat with this USCS sprint car race. I believe that they're going to be racing at Talladega Short Tracks on Thursday night. They're going to be at Hattiesburg Speedway on Friday night. And then on Saturday night, they're going to be at East Alabama Motor Speedway. Uh, so uh, if you haven't followed the USCS Sprint Car Series, uh, that'll be this will be the weekend to jump on the triple threat train. Also, uh, Why Not Motorsports Park is racing Saturday night. Uh, we'll have our local weekly classes. Can't wait for that. We've been off for the last few weeks, so looking forward to returning back to the House of Hook. Tyler Burgess was the big winner last week at the World Championship 602s, I believe. We covered that. Maybe that was two weeks ago. Um, maybe I, I believe that was two weeks ago. Uh, but uh, so um, we do have Jared Hudson that's on the line, and we'll bring Jared Hudson on to give us a little bit more to the uh, Southern Dirt Track Report. And Jared was uh, sick this past weekend, but hopefully he's feeling better. We're going to find out where he's headed to as well. Jared, glad to have you on. I hope that we keep this what? Rated R for racing. That's, that's it. All right, Jared. Tell us where <laughs> where, where you been and what's going on this weekend. Ooh, I, uh, I ended up in the ER Saturday from uh, – Problems with acid reflux uh, Friday at work, and that's no fun. Uh, acid reflux flared up, and then it got really worse Friday night when I ate some pizza, and then ended up in the ER. Stayed most of the day in the ER Saturday, and uh, I'm almost at 100%. But if I'm at 100% this weekend, by the grace of God, I'm going to Deep South Speedway in Lodgley. They got their uh, regular racing. And they'll have uh, all the regular classes, UMP mods. The uh, I believe they got the 604s on schedule. And then this weekend at Northwest Florida Speedway, they'll have the tug of war challenge, and they'll have 602s. Uh, they'll have the pure stocks, the vintage class, and I'm not sure exactly what all other classes, but should be a good weekend of racing at all our local tracks. And everybody, go out and support all your local tracks, please. <clears throat> yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Uh, so uh, I think uh, registration opened for uh, the Southern Street Stock Nationals on the first day. They had 59 street stocks uh, sign up. Now, this race is in August. This is the first day of registration on June 6th. 59 street stocks, 37 or 38 uh, factory stocks. Now, that list will continue to grow. We look to have about 250 cars. Uh each, uh, from each side, so I mean, well, 150 cars, cars total, at least 150 street stocks and 100 uh, uh, factory stock pure streets as well. Um, so, uh, guys, we're getting a little bit closer to uh, kicking off uh, a weekly show for y'all uh, with the Southern Dirt Track Report. We're really excited about that. Uh, Sweet. Tell us, tell us, guys, what what y'all are gonna, how y'all are gonna go about. What what's, what what do we have to look forward to uh, when we launch the show? You there already? I'm waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, just, I mean, I, I think it's gonna be cool to promote the local dirt tracks that don't get promotion. Uh, talk about the local races, the points. Keep up with the points. Uh, Spotlight for the owners, spotlight for the track promoters. I mean, I think it's a super cool thing to do. 
Oh, and then t and then we can also talk about projects that we want to do because we have several projects we want to do. But right now it's all a volunteer basis. We don't make any money at this. So if anybody'd like to sponsor us or donate, you know, get with Artie, and we'll be glad to, you know, advertise your business, whatever you want to do. <clears throat> yeah, that's what we're going to be doing. We, a lot of results, a lot of um, what's happening next weekend. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be fun and a great time for sure. And uh, well, tell them about tell them tell them already about the trailer you have. What you want to do with it? <clears throat> oh yeah, I'm making a fan trailer. I got a six by twelve enclosed. We're gonna make it a, a a fan experience kind of deal for like pre pre um, racing. Uh, we're gonna have it set up with all kinds of different things. So it's gonna be good. It's gonna be fun. All right. Yeah, it's gonna be well, really, uh, we, be really cool. Have our logo. <clears throat> right. We, we look forward to to continuing our partnership and our friendship along with the uh, bringing you guys on to the 110 Nation and uh, the family here. We're all a close-knit family. We're looking forward to having a new show to launch, uh, and uh, we'll get you guys situated here. Uh, but can, do you, have y'all talked about maybe when y'all will be ready? Um, it's probably going to be uh, probably the best night for Thursday night because Wednesday night I, I go take uh, – I go to Gulfport Dragway on Wednesday, so um, it's probably uh, so Thursday you night. Dude. <clears throat> You go drag racing on Wednesday night. Yeah, Wednesday night I go to drag racing every week. Uh, Friday so, and Saturday I do the dirt track. So I got something to say here. I mentioned to a certain promoter, and I'm not going to pronounce. I'm not going to say his name on here, but we have talked for many years about uh, about weekday racing. We see that a lot in drag racing, weekday races. But what do you what do you feel about maybe a Tuesday night race or a Thursday night race? Maybe just a couple of classes, and uh, do you think that there would be fan support behind that? I mean, you're basically you're guaranteeing the races start at seven and will be out by nine thirty. Yeah, I I think you know I, I've been saying that for a while. Farmington used to run on Memorial Day on on that Monday, and also on Labor Day on that Monday. Everybody's got work the next day, but it it was always a packed house. Um, Good car count, over 100 cars every time. Uh, the crowd was so packed that you couldn't even fit another person in the stage in, in, in the, in the um, stand. So uh, I really think that if a, if a track broke out and said, hey, look, we're going to do um, modified Monday on uh, whatever date, you know, once a month, I think it would make I think it would make a killing myself, you know, or, or any day of the week. Right, have a street stock night, but most definitely. <coughs> Uh, and I don't mean to give away give away good stuff, but uh, you know, like the series racing with uh, Crate Racing USA, you, you you basically you could have a track that would be willing to throw a third race of the week. Imagine those that are chasing the points having three races in a week that they could choose from uh, to race for points. And man, oh man, what that could do to uh, kind of bring out you know, uh, a diehard racer and give him a chance to, to accumulate as many points as possible. Just imagine if somebody won all three races during the whole year. Now, the greatest thing about Crate Racing USA is you can win. You can Anybody can win on any given night, but it doesn't. It, you're, you're working for a perfect season, and so they only take a certain amount of races, and then they add your perfect season. How they determine the champion is by how many wins that that certain driver may have received. And if it's a tie on there, then they go into the top fives and whatnot. But uh, definitely something wow. that could open the door. 
Yeah, yeah, it, it's a pretty big deal. And let me tell you something. Hattiesburg Speedway has been the home of damn near every every uh, Neesmith champion or well, crate racing USA champion, uh, sometimes in both classes each year. I believe I believe they have a consecutive streak of at least one of their of of their drivers that have won the uh, the crate racing USA championship each each year uh, since 2014, yeah. I believe. Between even 2013, yeah. if you want to put in. Uh, Noah Daspit as a four-time driver and had his first speedway back in 2013. Yeah, correct. I mean, it's um, unbelievable. Like I tell everybody, you want to win a championship, you got to come to Hattiesburg to do that. Um, this year, it looks like Adam's on a, on a, on a tear. Um, Adam's going to be right up there. You know, street stocks are kind of like every week. It's probably different winning. But definitely Jeremy Item and, and Shannon Lee going back and forth at each other right there at Hattiesburg um, each and every week. It's a, it's great to watch. Good good competition out there on the track. <clears throat> and if you can beat the yeah. general Shannon Lee, you're doing something. Yeah, most yes. definitely. Yep. Yeah, no, no I agree. Uh, Shannon Lee is definitely uh, one of the faster cars. Uh, Jeremy Item. And uh, who else is down there competing for this, uh, for the, for this championship, guys? Um, Scott Ladner's been running in that 119 car um, the last four weeks. He's come in third place four or five weeks in a row, but every week he's getting faster and faster. So um, he's going to be contender here towards the end, I believe. All right. Well, guys, we can't wait to get uh, to get you further along and uh, maybe get an announcement time of when, when we'll launch the Southern Dirt Track Report Thursday night. You guys get together and give us a definite date. That way we can start promoting it and get y'all filled in and, and, and uh, get your get your show on the road. Uh, we want to thank you guys for coming on. We're kind of short of time, and I'm glad we got y'all on early. Uh, we've got to cover the SRX uh, series that's coming up uh, the, the, this week. It's uh, making its debut, the Tony Stewart-Ray Everham uh, series. And uh, so we've got oh, yeah. a lot to cover there. Yeah, man, a lot of, a lot of cool stuff. So uh, you, could, you guys are more than welcome to sit back and listen, uh, but we're going uh, to move on to the, to the next topic. Definitely. Look, we're going to um, promote, we're going to be pushing that Street Stock Nationals this year on the Southern Dirt Truck Report as well. We'll be there. So. Oh, right. yeah. Yeah, try to get on, try to get a, on some of the drivers as well. Right, yeah. Some of, the, some of the past winners or the past contenders like Donnie Ashford and, and some of those guys – if y'all need any help reaching out to some of these street side guys, just let me know, okay? Definitely, cool. definitely. Y'all have a good night. All right, thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, that was the Southern Dirt Track Report. Uh, Miss Lee did remind us that we have a, a question that a guest submitted here tonight, and uh, we want to make sure that we uh, we get that on there as well. Um and we we have a we have a special caller here. We're going to bring him on to the studio. Um, you are unmuted. Uh, who, who are we speaking to? Yes, you are unmuted. Okay, we're going to put you back in the studio there. Um, talk to Junior. Talk to Junior. Um, <laughs> All right, you, you guys there? Whoa, nice. Uh, okay, okay. Hello? Did I lose connection? Am I here? Hello? Chris, I hear you. Okay, good deal, guys. All right. So, uh, Taz, we've got the SRX series coming up. I know you know a lot about this. Uh, you want to preview 
um, the certain tracks and stuff that are coming up. I, I believe you even have tickets. Have have we reached out to try to get you media credentials uh, to to go with these tickets? I, I think that's a very important thing uh, if we, we were able to do that as well. But Taz, uh, if if you want to go ahead and go with the uh, SRX preview. Sure thing. So, um, of course, Craig, Chris, if you guys want to chime in, of course, Miss Lee chimes in whenever she usually does in our chat. But um, SRX kicks things off this weekend at Stafford Motor Speedway in Connecticut. And it's a six race series that basically, if you remember IROC back in the day, well, this is basically that, but think of the short track version of it. Um, they're racing on primary short, primarily short tracks. Some are more famous than others. Um, they have, well, they did have 10 full-time drivers, but we, due to schedule conflicts, one had to kind of back out. So he's running, I guess you could say a part-time schedule now. But we have, we'll start with the schedule quick. Uh, staff Whoa. Hello? Hello? Okay, I don't know what happened there. July 10th? Uh, I got lost here? Yeah, you did. How'd you... (laughs) Somehow or another, you flipped over to screen. Somebody was screening you. I'm not sure... It was not on my end. I, I, I just transferred you from the screening room back to live, uh, so I'm not sure not sure how that happened, but uh, <laughs> if you want to start over there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> great. so schedule, six races, all six weeks in a row of racing, all short tracks, paved in dirt tracks. Uh, Stafford Motor Speedway this Saturday at Connecticut, in Connecticut on June 12th. Tickets have been sold out for this weekend. Then we head to the first of two dirt races, uh, Knoxville on June, Knoxville on June 19th, uh, Eldora on June 26th. So back-to-back dirt races. After that, we go to Lucas Oil Raceway on 4th of July weekend, on July 3rd to be specific. Then on July 10th, uh, a few days after the Slinger Nationals, we'll, uh, they'll be racing at Slinger Speedway on the world on the world's fastest quarter mile. And uh, the season concludes on July 17th at the Nashville Fairgrounds Speedway. Uh, tickets are still available for Knoxville, Lucas Oil, Slinger, and Nashville. For Aldora, you have to check up on ticket updates to see if they're available or not. It might be due to COVID restrictions for the state. Maybe it's not. I'm not 100% sure. But in terms of drivers, um, the full-time drivers anyways, um, lists from anywhere from like the NASCAR greats to um, and sports car, IndyCar greats. So, of course, Tony Stewart, um, in the series, 
We have Willie T. Rib, ribs, um, mainly from the Trans Am series. Uh, Paul Tracy from IndyCar. Helio Castroneves, who just won the Indy 500 not that long ago uh, from IndyCar. Bobby Labonte from NASCAR, Bill Elliott from NASCAR, Ernie Francis Jr., a seven-time Trans Am champion, and I believe he's only like 23 years old or something like that. He's very young. Um, Then we have Michael Waltrip making a return to racing. He'll be in the series as well. Marco Andretti from IndyCar also running full-time. We would have had Tony Kanaan as a full-time driver, but Due to schedule conflicts, he will not be at Knoxville and Slinger, I believe. And replacing him will be the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series regular of Haley Deegan. Um, yeah, because that's... Hmm. <laughs> well, I know where you're going with it, Craig. Um, Marcus Lamonis strikes again with... Um, with putting his name in racing as SRX has a title sponsor. It is now, instead of being known as the SRX Superstar Racing Experience, we are now referring to ourselves as the Camping World SRX Series. Um, Marcus Lamonis, we all know what he's done to the truck series and putting up sponsorships for trucks that didn't have, they don't have sponsorships for the week. Um, now coming on with SRX and being the title sponsor. So that's amazing to see. Also for drivers, I forgot to mention earlier, we have an all-star ringer team. They'll make one or two starts. Um, Some local racers in as well. For the all-star ringer, we have Greg Biffle, who will be at Stafford and Slinger. Uh, The Bloomer, Scott Bloomquist, will be at Knoxville. Then... I believe it is Scott Speed who will be at Eldora and Lucas Oil Raceway. And then they have not announced Nashville for the two ringer cars yet. And then for the local ringers, Stafford has, I believe, Doug Colby. I'm going to have to pull that up here quickly if I can get my computer loaded. Yes, Doug Colby from Stafford will be there. Um, trying to remember who else for the local guys. Um, trying to pull it up here rather quickly. For Knoxville, it is Brian Brown. Eldora will have Cody Swanson. Lucas Oil will have Bobby Santos the third, and the Slinger Nationals winner will take over the Slinger local uh, car. So that will be interesting to see how that plays out. Again, Nashville does, has not announced a local ringer or an all-star ringer. Series has not announced it. So it will be interesting to see where we go from there. In terms of race format, um, basically drivers draw not only for their starting position for the first heat, but they also draw for their cars. So Tony Stewart, while we can all say, ah, he'll be in the orange car. Well, not necessarily. He could be in a different color car. That's right. Drivers draw for their own car. Then they get to draw for their heat race starting lineup. And they'll have two heat races. Both of those heats will be 15 minutes 
um, each. So they're doing a little endurance racing in there. Um, so once the 15-minute clock is up, the next time the leader comes by will be the white flag, and that'll end the heat. The second heat race lineup will be determined by the inverted finish of the first heat race. And then the feature or main event, whatever you want to call it, the lineup for that is basically the finish of the second heat race. Um, drivers will obviously earn points through the heats. And in the main, all mains are 100 laps except for slingers. Slingers actually 150 laps. And, of course, like we do with our NASCAR picks, we're going to make some SRX racing picks. And, of course, starting with Stafford this week. Um, so we have determined our order. And with our picks, we can – usually with NASCAR picks, we tend to pick the same drivers. Well, figure do a little challenge for ourselves. We cannot pick the same drivers. So we will have – so we have an order already picked out and based and determined of our uh, overall NASCAR points. And currently our leader is Chris. So Chris gets the first pick. I'll follow up after him, then Craig. If Mr. CJ is on, he'll go after Craig. If not, then we'll go straight to Miss Lee, and uh, then we'll get Jason's pick before Saturday night. So, Chris, are you back? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I just transferred phones. All right, so explain uh, who you think will be going to Victory Lane over at Stafford. Who who do you got? I I don't I don't really know if I can prematurely make that pick. Uh, I mean, I want to see what these cars are about. Uh, um, you know. Kind of hard to think that Smoke ain't going to put a stomping on everybody, though. You know, being it's his series and he's racing it, too. So, um, you know, I, I think it's a different form of racing. I can't wait to see it. If, if I knew right away who I thought was going to be in there, you know, um, we, we don't know the crew chiefs yet. And I think that maybe that's going to have a lot to do with it as well. So, uh you know, if I had to pick one today, though, I guess I guess in being the first pick, I, I've got to I've got to take Tony Stewart. I mean, you know, it's a draft board, man. He's there. He's a uh, he's a champion. His series. I, I have to pick him. Well, that not a bad pick. That's pretty solid. Um. Honestly, he was a top name I had, but he wasn't my first choice, and I'm glad somebody picked him that wasn't me. I'm going – my pick for this one is uh, he's now racing uh, Asphalt Modified with the Smart Modified Tour down in the Carolinas. And if that didn't give it away for y'all, well, he used to drive for Joe Gibbs in the Interstate Batteries, uh, number 18, Pontiac. That's right. I'm going with Mr. Bobby Labonte. With him racing the modifieds and racing the short tracks, I feel like he kind of has more of a fresher feel um, for the short track racing scene. So I'm going with uh, Bobby Labonte this weekend. 
Mr. All Greg right. Moore. All right. Well, you know, I, I said this earlier in the in the group chat, and I'll say it again. I'm I'm old, so I'm going with probably one of the oldest drivers in the field, if not the oldest. I'm going with Chase Elliott's dad. Awesome Bill from Dawsonville. Hey, Craig. And, uh, yeah. You just made somebody sitting next to me very happy. <laughs> I'm going with Bill Elliott because I think that uh, I, I think that he'll do. I think he'll do well. Well, at least I hope he'll do well. Let's hope he doesn't pull a Haley Deegan for me. And uh, I could really use a win. And... Are we adding the points from the SRX series onto our regular points? No, nope. no, nope. this is going to uh, no. be a separate, fun little thing. So, okay, yeah, it's it like I could really use all the points I can get, so that's why I was hoping. Yeah. So, Miss Lee, she's going with Doug Kobe, the local guy. Um, interesting pick. I mean, she's got a point. This is Kobe's uh, stomping ground, uh, his local track. He knows the track inside out. Some of these guys, I believe, have visited the visited the track before. Some of them haven't. So that's a good pick. And she's got and to fall back on that, she believes Ernie Francis Jr. could be up there. Everybody talk at one time. Does I ask a question? <laughs> uh, Craig, er, so Miss Lee is going with the local driver of Doug Kobe. And we're going to have to see what Mr. CJ says. Um, I bet Haley Deegan. Uh, she ain't racing this weekend, so he can't pick her. I bet he would pick her anyway. Yeah, he'd have picked her anyway. She might actually win it if she's not racing. <laughs> putting but her in an SRX car is like putting a 12-year-old in an Enduro. But, hey, Miss um, Lee said it. Ernie I Francis, think all Jr. How are you all sleeping on Helio? I almost mentioned him earlier, but I, I kind of had to go with Labani with more of the short tracks scenario so they do well, cause Mikey's only doing it because he's bored <laughs> well they do have a scheduled event going on for um and Buffy's letting them so no Buffy is uh Buffy is Daryl no, Buffy's remarried yeah Buffy's remarried Buffy moved on so, so for Stafford uh, this weekend, um, Wednesday will be is, is when they're loading in and setting up. Uh, Thursday, the garage will open, do car setup at 7 a.m. Uh, admin crew arrival at that same, same time too. They'll work on banner placements, wall graphics, do whatever they gotta do. Uh, they'll do some on-track shakedown with a couple of test drivers that they have at four o'clock. Friday, the garage opens up, car set up. They'll keep on doing any setups, shakedowns that they need for uh, on Friday before 
Forrest Stafford actually runs their regular Friday night program. Saturday, when it all goes down, SRX Garage opens at 7 a.m. Main Grandstand Gates open at noon. SRX on-track practice for SRX drivers also at noon. Um, the SK Modified practice, as they have an SK Modified all-star race, right before the actual SRX racing, um, they all have practice. That's to be determined. VIP guests begin to arrive at noon. SRX drivers will have free time at 2 o'clock. Miscellaneous driver to be determined engagements. And that includes autographs, hospitality, CBS meets at 3 o'clock. SRX driver meeting, uh, location to be determined at 5. SRX driver free time at 5.30. The SK modified pre-race at 5 o'clock. And then their all-star uh, feature race, which is 50 laps, will be at 5.30. SRX drivers are, will address the race at 6.45 p.m. All hospitality VIP to Enfield cannot leave until after the race at 7.30. Driver introductions at 7.35. Drivers to the cars at 7.50. CBS will broadcast all six of the SRX races. They'll start going live at 8 p.m. Uh, victory lane, backdrop preparation trophies will be ready around 9.20 p.m. while they get the front stretch at the conclusion of the race set up. Winning car to remain on the front stretch while second and third place go to pit road. Top three drivers to podium on the front stretch for CBS interviews. And that's basically about it. So they have a lot going on this weekend. Well, I'm going to tell you that sounds like it. That sounds like an action-packed weekend out at Stafford, and I'm sure that you and the little lady are going to enjoy it. Now, tell her because I know she's sitting right next to you. That, yeah, she just uh, heard Bi- you. If Bill Elliott wins, you got to buy me dinner. Ah, shucks. Wait, hold on. Me or her? No, you, Cass. <laughs> because you didn't go with the the elder of the team uh, of the race chat live team nor your partner so yeah uh-huh. you're going to pay for it one way or the what one way or the other that's all right i'm you a cheap date i'll take i'll take the dollar menu off McDonald's. <laughs> i'll get you mcdonald's on the way home no oh yeah, great! It'll be cold when I get here. <laughs> hey, I could stop at Gloversville on the way back. So yeah, it's gonna be. I'm looking forward to it. I was a little, I was a little hesitant um, when it was first announced, but I think it'll be a. I think it'll be like you said. It's similar to the IROC series. Uh, multiple car designs. I'm glad to see that they finally settled on one. I really think yeah. they had yeah. they had one settled long before they did the first press release. They just did it to keep us guessing. They kept making the changes. I think they were working the race fan 
to keep the smart fans like uh, you and Chris and myself guessing. And it gave us something to complain about for a couple of months. Yeah, they threw me off on the design part of it, but I won't go there. I mean, I'm really pissed I didn't use your design, but, you know, it is what it is. Hey, I thought you, if you go, like, three like three colors to kind of dri- give driver their own actual identity. I'm a, I'm fine with one color change, you know, but I thought if you do, like, two or three to, you know, go with driver identity, that's my thing. But, hey, let's do what they want. And, you know, when they first named it the, the SRX series, I thought they were going for Stuart Ray experience. When they when they first said it, uh, they couldn't they couldn't use Ray's last name because that just would be all bad. <laughs> but uh, that's actually what I thought they were going for because of Tony Stewart and Ray Evernham. So, uh, I mean, superstar racing experience. Yeah, I mean, it kind of fits, but. Uh, no, I'm excited for it, and I'm glad that it's on at 8 o'clock. I might be able to catch it. Uh, you'll definitely be able to catch it because you are there. What is the pole position question for the evening? And then we're going to get the picks for the all-star race. I already submitted mine in the uh, group chat. So, you know, uh, if, if none of you have seen that yet, you might want to take a look. But uh, what is the pole question of the evening? Because I believe it relates to the SRX series. And no, it's, it's a completely different thing. Uh, Chris, you might know better than I do, so if you want to get that out there. Yeah, give me just a second. I'm trying to get it pulled up. That's what she said. I'm hearing an echo. Hey, Chris, uh, by the way, while we're waiting, and there's dead air, while we're waiting, I want to thank you for turning the heat on because I will never complain of the heat because I hate that white shit that falls for like six months out of the year. But it has been absolutely gorgeous here over the last four or five days. So uh, thanks for turning the heat on down at Tunsuba, and it finally made its way up to upstate New York.
During qualifying session two, during the 15 minutes of action, the 15 remaining cars do another round. Their previous lap times have been canceled. The slowest five cars are eliminated and take the grid positions 11 through 15. The remaining drivers progress to the top 10 where pole position is decided. In qualifying three, uh, the last 10 minutes, the last 10 cars fight for the uh, for the pole position or number one spot on the grid and qualified no lower than 10. The cars complete several laps on the track, usually completing two runs during the 10 minutes before the final grid is decided. And, guys, if you remember, NASCAR tried that style of qualifying, and I thought it was the most successful style of qualifying that NASCAR had done since the two-day qualifying was eliminated. And if you remember back, I don't know if you're old enough, Taz, but if you remember back in the 90s, Craig, uh, you had two-day qualifying, and sometimes the guys that would go out on the second-day qualifying would actually have uh, a faster uh, – your 22nd guy on starting position may actually have had a faster flat turn uh, than the pole sitter. It was just in second-day qualifying, and so they were opted to go to second-day qualifying after a certain position in order to race their way to the top. Now pole position is basically decided on, I believe, where they finish – Right now, because we're not having uh, uh, very many qualifying races, qualifying uh, we're not qualifying at very many racetracks. Um, and, and when we do get to qualify, it's the old style one car, two laps uh, at a time. I, I liked it a lot better when it was group qualifying. I liked it even better when it was uh, done the way that Formula One uh, does their qualifying. Uh, so... Uh, you know, I, maybe, I believe next year when we go to this new car, to this, uh, this Generation Next, I should say, uh, car, uh, hopefully we will be bringing, uh, bringing back some great qualifying. Uh, I, I like the suspense. I like the, uh, I like turning on the TV on Friday and seeing cars at a racetrack. Uh, so I'm looking forward to, uh, to seeing if we get uh, qualifying back. But that was that that question was submitted by Rebecca. And uh, we look forward to uh, next week's questions. Well, hopefully we did our best to answer her question. Uh, if you go to your local local dirt track, a lot of times uh, pole positions are decided in, in hot laps. So what we have at Wyoming Motorsports Park is what we call a hot lap qualifying, uh, where most of the classes come out and they, they uh, qualify by their hot laps, which is actually their practice laps. Now, on big occasions and stuff sometimes, uh, certain classes will be able to go out and run their own qualifying, but we do qualify freight race in USA sportsmen. I mean, uh, late model 604 late model. Those cars do come out and qualify two by two most of the time uh, at our weekly racetrack. So they 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 are the only class that does not qualify in high lap. But I'll be honest with you, most most racetracks don't even use a qualifying other than maybe their crate class. Uh, they actually do a peel draw, and uh, some tracks even uh, do passing points. So, uh, you know, it, it's a lot of different ways, but the main goal is to go out and set the fastest time. Uh, and the type of qualifying that happens in Formula One, you may set your fastest qualifying time on your first two laps. and But after that, it's a game of chess, and it's a game of uh, making sure that your lap is faster than those that you are competing against. So the more you use your tires, the less faster they're going to be. But it's all about getting the most out of your vehicle, out of your uh, race machine each and every each and every time. All right. So 
uh, All Star Weekend at Texas. We their format is too whack. I don't like it at all. But whatever. Had a boring cookie cutter mile and a half track of Texas this weekend. Um, I did well, find a top ten vote getters. I mean, Texas, if anybody goes back to the very first race in Texas, you couldn't even complete a lap without the whole damn field wrecking. So uh, wherever people got to Texas was not a good racy racetrack. I mean, I remember too many times the old I – mean, this, this racetrack had two races a year. They were sold out almost every year. Then something happened. And so the cars that, you know, it's not just uh, Texas that sucks. It's packages that we're running. We could get a great race, and I hope I hope Texas gets some resurgence and actually we get a good race uh, for this All-Star uh, event this weekend because uh, if any race track out there that I believe in that still has a chance to be successful, Texas is one of them, and uh, this will be the weekend to really prove that they deserve uh, at least at least the All-Star race. I, mean, I don't I, I don't believe that. Uh, they're going to keep it, keep the all-star at one racetrack. I believe it's going to be bounced around from here on out. So, but at least, at least two races a year. If not, then I'm not sure, man. Because I've always thought Texas had great races. Well, earlier we mentioned about the all-star vote and figure out who the top people are, and we didn't see anything. Well, actually, I just found it. Um. Top ten vote getters in alphabetical order, so we don't know who's on top and who's not. In alphabetical order, top ten voters for the All Star race. Um, we're looking at Al Marola, Chase Briscoe, Shastain, Matt De Benedetto, Timmy Hill in there. Wow. Eric Jones, Corey LaJoy, Tyler Reddick, Daniel Suarez, and Bubba Wallace. Um, obviously. Obviously, with drivers from the Open, um, I think the stage, two stage winners and the overall race winner get into the all-star race, and then uh, the fan vote winner um, gets in. And, of course, 17 drivers currently into the all-star race, so we're going to look at a 21-car field for the all-star race. These drivers are locked into the all-star race, so they don't have to run the Open. Uh, Alex Bowman, Austin Dillon, Brad Keselowski, Chase Elliott, Cole Custer, Denny Hamlin, Joey Logano, Kevin Harvick, Kurt Busch, Kyle Busch, MTJ, Ryan Blaney, William Byron, Michael McDowell, Christopher Bell, Kyle Larson, and Ryan Newman all locked in. And Craig is going, Craig's going with Kyle Larson as his pick. Yeah, yeah, I mean, how can you not go for that guy, right? Um yeah, I'm going with Kyle Larson. I think that he is he is the man to beat. It's not a uh, it's not a points. Well, it is a points paying race. No, no. Oh, they did change it. I thought they Walter were giving points out. No, Walter's I thought they were, I thought they were giving points for the champion. They're towards uh, like bonus points. I thought that the, nah. that's what they were doing. Nah. Well, they should. Uh, well, my pick, I'm going to give it out quick. Um, being that there's no points, I'm going to send out a long – I'm going to say long shot, but y'all probably think it isn't. Um, going with Larson's teammate, 
going with I need uh, to number whatever. 48, Alex Bowman. Alex Bowman. Alex Bowman. That's a good staying in the Hendrick uh, court, which I don't blame <laughs> you the way that they've dominated so far this season. Uh, it seems like uh, the winner will uh, come out of the Hendrick Motorsports camp, but, you know, hey, uh, this is this is a this is all money, and so you got to go with your money, guys, uh, when you're when you're getting ready for uh, the All Star race. I'm gonna go with Kyle Busch, man. I really think Kyle Busch is gonna have his A game on. He likes Texas. I've seen him shoot the pistols quite a few times. Uh, this is gonna be a little bit different, uh, but seeing Kyle Busch in Victory Lane, I think, will be uh, a for sure deal. Uh, this weekend at Texas Motor Speedway in the All Star Race, is there is there truck races or, or Xfinity races, anything like that? Are they off this weekend? Um, good question. I think they may be off because of that of the All Star. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, Xfinity, no Xfinity runs this weekend. Um, right at Texas this Saturday, 4 p.m. Trucks are. Awful racing, and they race at one o'clock at Texas. So truck and Xfinity, that'll give us points, but the All Star will not. Um, okay, so uh, well, let's do our truck, and uh, ooh, we didn't get to read that one, Miss Miss Lee. Running out of time here on the truck side. Uh, I would go with the uh, – man, I mean, it's so competitive in the truck series. It's so competitive each and every week. It's really just – it's hard. I, I, I'm going I'm to go with my short gun. I'm going to go with Don Hunter Nemechek in the truck. Uh, oh, in come the, on. In the Xfinity side, Daniel Hemrick and uh, Kyle Busch on the cup side, sir. So. Well, I got John Hunter for trucks, um, and then Xfinity, go with Austin Cindric. Wow. And Craig. Oh, Chase Elliott's running the trucks this weekend. Miss Lee thinks Chase Elliott in trucks. Yeah, we didn't even get to talk about Dinger tonight, and and you know I I, I just feel deeply that he's going to wind up in the Cup Series with Kellogg Racing uh, next year. They they furthermore their plans uh, to be a Cup team in 2022. Uh, but uh, Greg, what's your picks there for the truck? And he's got the, Chase Elliott and, and Dinger. Okay, Chase Elliott and Dinger. Uh, Miss Lee, have you put your picks in? She's got Chase Elliott and trucks. I think we're waiting on Xfinity. Yes. I think. All right. All right. Wait, so, uh, who is Chase Elliott racing with in the truck series? Cedric. So she says Kyle Busch will likely win, but she's going with uh, Cedric. So that's our oh, he's re- oh, he's doing the GMS 24 truck. She tell you it is. Yes. Oh, she's going okay. with Cindric too. All right. Well, we look forward to some great racing this weekend, guys. It's nine o'clock. Uh, time to send uh, send these uh, East Coast guys 
off to the to the stat. Uh, Miss Lee's got Larson for the Cup Series. Uh, we want you guys to listen in to us next week on Race Chat Live. We uh, we appreciate the growth. We appreciate the live numbers and the podcast listeners. You you, you can find us on our on just about any podcast platform: iHeartRadio, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcast. Um, also on Blog Talk Radio uh, as well. You can find the link at Race Chat Live or on the One Ten Sports uh, Nation. Blog talk, uh, Facebook page, and Miss Lee gave us the website here. <laughs> Hold on, the one ten nation sports dot com is the uh, is the is the website that that's uh, our home website. But uh, we want to thank you guys for listening. We'll be back next Monday night as we recap uh, what happened at Texas and also. The series, SRX series. Looking forward to that and all a whole lot more. Uh, guys, y'all, y'all have anything before we close out? Craig, do we? Craig, do we lose him or no? No, he's still here. Oh yeah, he's gone. Never mind. Okay. Well, appreciate everyone for tuning in, listening in tonight. Um, make yeah, support your local short track. Um, a lot of racing on Saturday for NASCAR and, of course, the SRX. And, again, thanks for listening along. This has been Kosh Flag Radio. Chris Creighton, DJ Music Man, Craig Moore. I'm the Tasmanian Double Flag. Taylor saying so long, good night, and we'll see you at the same time, same place, right here on Race Chat Live. Just a good old boy, never meaning no harm. Beats all you never saw, been in trouble with the law since the day they was born. Straightening the curve, planting the hill. Someday the mountain might get them, but the law never will. Making their way. Just a little bit old and the law will allow. Just a good old boy Wouldn't change if they could Fighting the system like a two modern day Robin Hood Thank y'all for listening See you next week